Welcome to Chick Chat with Unapologetically Karen, the podcast for women by women. I'm Karen Webb, architect, author, entrepreneur, creative junkie, and your host. Chick Chat is your resource for building your big, bold, and beautiful feminine life. So join me for some eye-opening and jaw-dropping dialogue that has people talking. Today's guest is Alyssa Johnson. She is a seasoned cruise expert and travel advisor. Her goal is to empower women on their first journey or any journey of self-discovery after divorce through the transformative power of solo travel. With her profound understanding of the healing potential of exploring new horizons, Alyssa has become an indispensable guide, providing unwavering support and invaluable insights to women seeking to reclaim their independence and forge a vibrant new path forward. So happy to have you, Alyssa. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Karen. I'm excited. Very excited because what I love about, and and I was surprised when I found you because I think it is amazing that women today even consider and 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 are really going after solo travel. I think for so long it was something that women didn't do and you know, we didn't have that kind of independence and I love that you do. So, let's just dive in. Tell me a little bit. So, I know that you focus a lot on women kind of post-divorce kind of retrying to connect with their wanderlust. <laughs> um, tell me a little how did that all start? Were you divorced? Did you go through something similar? I did. So I uh, was married for nearly five years. We were together for almost 10 um, and I got divorced in early 2019. Um, We're just recovering from emotional abuse, some light physical abuse. And I was majorly in people pleasing, majorly, because it's easier to just, you know, deal with it than risk the rage or, you know, the, the, uh, things that'll come after if you don't just kind of roll over and take things. So I was very unused to doing things on my own. I wasn't allowed to do things on my own, really. I wasn't allowed to spend money on things or do travel or, you know, really go anywhere. After I got off of work, if I didn't come right home, that that would have been a not good thing. So for me, the idea wow. of like going to a different country alone not having to worry about anybody else was completely just out of the realm of possibility. Totally foreign to you. Yeah. 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 Well, first of all, wow. I I didn't even know the extent of that. And that's, that's really hard. Um, Why so controlling? Do you think? Um, You know, it's funny. I, and I give him all credit. He, he went into therapy, did the work and he, he was able to discover with his therapist that a lot of it was um, anxiety and it, trying to be in control of everything and just not managed well. And he's gone on to be remarried and we've had chats and we're fine now because he's apologized mm. and taken accountability for the things that he did. Not that we're yes. friends, but we're friendly to okay. where it's not like awkward. We've had those like tough conversations. So it, it was nice to see him, you know, do the growth as well, rather than just like, oh, this happened, moving on and doing right. the same thing. Right. And doing the same thing to some other woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That is very rough. Was it like that before you got married? 
No, not at all. I looking back, Mm -hmm. what's funny? And my parents are say the same thing. They're like, "You're so strong and independent." And I was the independent, strong-willed child, you know, growing up. And they were so Mm -hmm. surprised that it happened, but it was so slow. It was like he was so wonderful. We were friends for a very long time before we got together romantically, and it was just so slow and insidious. And I think that's where the trouble for me was. Is like he didn't just one day decide to start being that way. It was just like a very slow process, and you know my willingness to people please didn't help the situation any. So I do not say that it's my fault, but I did contribute because I wasn't able and willing to stand up for myself in any capacity. And a lot of women are, are, you know, in that, I don't know, I think that people pleasing, um, in some respect, I think society makes us be that way or expects that of us. You know, we're not supposed to be rocking the boat. We're supposed to people please. We're supposed to make everything nice and smooth. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand. Okay, so you were never traveling alone prior to. So then what happened? How did you decide to do it and and why? So I had also always been afraid of flying. So that was another reason. We (laughs) we had only been on one trip on our honeymoon uh, out of the country to the Bahamas, and that was it. And so after we got divorced, I thought, I really need to go do something on my own. I, I don't know who I am outside of being somebody's partner or wife. I have no idea what I like or dislike because my mm. likes and dislikes were based on his and everybody else in my life at the time. You know, I would I would mold and shape shift to fit into whoever I was around. Right. So I thought I really need to do something alone where I'm not worried about trying to make an impression on somebody else. So me being me afraid of flying at the time, I ended up taking an Amtrak trip around the country, which actually was beautiful. It's a great wow. way to see the country. Yeah. And so that kind of got sparked the little wanderlust within me. And um, I've always been a huge fan of British history. So I thought, hmm, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can take a trip to England. And so I did talk to my doctor, got some medication to help me on the flight. And in March 2020, yes, March 2020. Oh, I my was, goodness. <laughs> I was in <laughs> what a England. Time. I know. Wow. Yeah. So right in <laughs> yeah. the thick of that pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, it's how interesting that you said, you know, yeah, you um, – had to figure out kind of what you liked, what your tastes were. It, you could have simply just done the, which eggs do I like, like in Runaway Bride. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Okay. Yeah, I love that movie. It's so <laughs> She cute. can't figure out which eggs she likes because it's whoever she's with. Yeah. So interesting. So um, so you figured out how you like your eggs cooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was exactly like that. Like I, I mean, funny. I would just do whatever he wanted to do or again, whoever was in my life, whatever they wanted to do. I'm like, sure, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And so what you found on that first trip then was it's did it kind of spark that wanderlust for you? Is that where it kind of got ignited? Oh yeah, for sure. And one I live in Seattle and so the the train trip was around from Seattle to Chicago back through Denver through San Francisco where my ex and I had gotten engaged. And so it was really wow. important for me to visit that on my own terms and have memories just for myself that were outside of the proposal because I love San Francisco, but every memory I had of it had him in it. And so I needed to make new, fresh memories that were just my own and had nothing to do with anybody else. Oh, I love that. That must have been very, very healing. I mean, I would think in some ways it kind of, especially that the trip kind of, did it end in San Francisco? Um, It technically ended in Seattle, but I I hopped on a quick flight back because I didn't want, I didn't want to take the train back. I was, I was over the train at that point. (laughs) But yeah, interesting that it kind of did, that culminate sort of in Mm -hmm. San Francisco for you, which is kind of like full circle to, yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, it totally makes sense. Okay. So now it sounds like, so 
did you feel like during that, what did you learn more about yourself? What growth did you have? I know that travel is such a great kind of catalyst for growth and personal development. What did you discover? Yeah, in, in San Francisco, especially, I also spent some time in Denver. I, I spent a couple days rather than just being train, 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 train. So I had some days to myself and I I was really able to kind of look and search for things to do in each of these cities. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about what anybody else wants to do. If I make plans and I wow. want to change them, <laughs> that's fine. If I don't feel like doing a thing that I had scheduled and I was really excited about, that's also fine. And I don't have to think of excuses or reasons because that was part of my people pleasing was, okay, if I really do feel the need to stand up for myself, I got to have a reason that's socially acceptable. That's not going to make anybody else mad. And I didn't have to do that on this trip. Oh my goodness. You're so right about that. Yeah, I know you're right. As women, we, we will, we call it a couple friends of mine, we call it pretzeling, right? We pretzel into whatever the other person wants us to kind of be, which is not true to our own heart. Okay. So other women out there, I know, you know, have that wanderlust. Maybe they are single. Maybe their partner does not like to travel. So you are the source to go to. So now do you do, is it um, cruises only, other tours? What kinds of things do you help people book? All kinds of stuff. So it did start with cruises um, just because they're a very simple thing to kind of wrap your head around. I enjoy them quite a bit. Um, And they cruises was the thing that inspired me to become a travel advisor in the first place. So I I will always have a love in my heart for cruises, but I've expanded since then. Um, I have involved with a really great, we call it a host agency in the travel business. That's just full of other wonderful advisors, so much education. And so I've been able to broaden my horizons um, to do all inclusive resorts. And then more recently, European travel. So particularly anything in the UK as that's been my special interest, but I'm currently, you know, planning a trip for a woman and her husband to Argentina. Um, I just did a Spain and Portugal one. Um, someone's looking at Morocco. So really kind of all, all around the world I've expanded. Yeah. Okay. So now let's, let's kind of be more specific about the, the woman alone thing. Cause I'm so intrigued by that. So how does a woman, like there are so many things, how do you, you know, what is the best type of trip in your opinion for a single woman and why, you know, what do you, have you found to be, um, I don't know about, I don't want to say the easiest, but the most comfortable for a woman to do alone. Yeah. And especially for the first time. So what I always recommend for a first time female solo traveler is go to a country that speaks your native language, because that's just one less thing that you have to worry about. And as you build up your comfort level with travel, you can feel free to branch out. Um, another suggestion is to sort of, um, do something where you're not completely alone, like a cruise. So you go on the cruise by yourself but there's always people around. There's shore excursions that you can book with the cruise company or on your own. So you can either be alone and enjoy your alone time, use it to process your emotions, or you can go meet new people. There's always tons of people to meet on a cruise. And then same with escorted tours. So you could show up to one of these tour groups alone and you'll have friends by the time you're done on this tour. And so those are nice because you can sort of baby step into solo traveling because it's planned for you and someone's guiding you but you, you are still alone. You do, you do still have free time on those tours. So those are kind right. of my recommendations for newer travelers. Those are great. And now those are really great because I know some people, you know, um, some of the basic things, even like eating your meal alone can be hard. You know, some people, especially if you're just out of, let's say, a divorce. If you've been single for a long time, hopefully you do get acclimated to that and you start mm-hmm. to enjoy it and you don't feel awkward about it. But a lot of women do feel awkward and especially coming out of you know, a relationship or a marriage, 
you're going to feel like all eyes on you because you're the one sitting there by yourself. So, um, which of these, so I think those are great. I think cruise, I think everything you said, speaking the language, cruises, escorted tours all help with that. Which do you think, um, has more other just women traveling alone? Like if you go on a cruise, are there several women alone or is, are you going to kind of be the only one and that's okay? Or what have you seen? I mean, a little of both cruises in particular, I think you're more likely to find solo female travelers than solo male travelers, which is an interesting observation that I've had and discussed Hmm. that with some other female solo travelers. Like there's no single or solo men on this trip. They're always with somebody else. (laughs) I don't know what that says, but (laughs) so you you will find a lot of women and and cruises in particular. Some lines are really known for solo cruising, like Norwegian, Virgin Voyages, and they specifically focus on getting the solo travelers to meet each other. So they'll have like a first night meetup and they'll have like events every day. So you can kind of get to know those other solo travelers too. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. What a great way um, to kind of put yourself out there and find friends and and really go after what you want, which is the travel part, you mm-hmm. know, and, and feel comfortable. I love that. I really did not know that there were single people on the, I mean, I thought it was like, there's a full on single cruise, you know, like those you know, crazy carnival yeah, cruise, yeah. whatever that we maybe did in our twenties, but, <laughs> um, or maybe thirties, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, but the fact that there are so many, I had no idea, and I did not know, and I'm sure our listeners don't either, that that the you know cruise line really promotes, you know, I, it sounds like they understand and they want you to feel comfortable and connect you with other solo, you know, women or solo travelers. That's really great. Um, and now, how, let's say we're on a cruise ship. What is the best? Is there a best cabin? Is there a best level? What cruise line? What ship? What advice do you have? So there's a couple of cruise lines that have started recognizing that we exist as solo travelers and <laughs> we we would like to cruise. Um, so usually what happens with a cruise cabin is they're priced for two people. So regardless of if you're one person or two, you'll be paying the same price and that's called a single supplement. So some of the cruise lines, like I mentioned, Norwegian has pioneered this concept, Celebrity on some of their newer ships and Virgin Voyages. They've started creating solo cabins that are specifically designed, built and priced for a solo traveler. So you won't be paying double you'll be paying for one person and it's the cabin's wow. a little smaller because you're just the one person. Um, but it's just that trade off you get for, you know, not having to pay. Yeah. Double. double. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that can be pricey because theirs is usually includes all the meals, mm-hmm. all the food. So you're basically, yeah, you're, you're throwing all that away, but yep. paying for it. That's a bummer. Um, okay. That's a great, I didn't even know that. Um, wonderful. And the, the cabins that are smaller. So do you ask for a single cabin? Are they all types? Are they on like the the upper decks or are they just the lower deck? It depends. Um, Norwegians are all inside cabins. I think they're going to be, from what I understand, they're going to be expanding that concept to be, you know, balcony cabins. Uh, Virgin Virgin Voyages has an inside and an outside, which means you don't have a balcony, but you have a window so you can see. Uh, Celebrity has really got it right on their newest ships. They have solo balcony cabins and there's not a lot, but they exist. So if you want to get on a celebrity balcony cabin, definitely book it as soon as possible, but they're lovely. And they're not actually that much smaller than, you know, the double balcony cabin. So that's a great option too. That's a great idea. Uh, you've opened my mind to so much here. Um, yeah, I had no idea of any of this. Okay, so let's say instead of um, cruising, you want to go ahead and do like an all-inclusive resort, right? Which takes away a lot of the issue of having to go find restaurants for yourself mm-hmm. and etc. Are there better ones than others? What do you find? 
Um, all inclusives are all inclusives are a bit of a different animal. Um, there's some that are made for couples, so that you probably won't want to go there. Um, but really, the <laughs> right. other ones, I mean, it's just a matter of finding what fits you. Some of them are family friendly, so it depends on if you want to be around kids or not. There are lots of really great adults only that aren't necessarily focused on couples. Um, for example, I went last year to the Maraval Armony Resort in part of Vallarta, Mexico, and it's beautiful. And there was tons of other solo travelers there. Um, and there were couples, there were girls groups, there were all kinds of adult, <clears throat> excuse me, adult type groups. And these resorts exist all over the place. So they're, as long as you're not looking at one that's like, you know, um, uh, sandals is one I think we all think of when we think of a couple's romantic, mm -hmm. all-inclusive, don't go to a sandals. You can't anyway. They won't let yeah. you as a solo traveler. I'm actually going to say I had a horrible experience on my honeymoon at a sandals. So oh, not no. a fan. Just <laughs> telling you, not a fan. No, um, yeah, okay. yeah. Don't go Don't go to a sandals. And then um, to allude to your earlier uh, party type of carnival cruise, there are resorts like that. So if you are single and very interested in like meeting other people, there's resorts like Temptation and Hedonism also exist. But don't go there if you're you know not looking to meet somebody. <laughs> Yeah. And if you're not into that, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. research that a little. Yeah, for sure. I'm all for it, but just research it. Yeah, Make sure exactly. you're into it. <laughs> um, absolutely. And um, what are some things that, that some people may not know about resorts or cruises? Anything that, you know, a single person that want, or just somebody that wants to travel alone, a solo traveler should know? I think um, going back to the not wanting to eat dinner alone, that's going to be easier to avoid on a cruise than it is at an all-inclusive. Um, if you go with certain cruise lines, they have um, they call it classic dining. It means that you're at the same table with the same people for dinner every single night. So by the end, you know you've made friends with these people, and right. you can do that or not. You don't have to, but that's sort of like the classical, typical cruise dining experience. All inclusives don't really have that. And so you're, you're more forced to either eat alone or, you know, meet other people while you're there. So it's a bit depends on your, your comfort level there with that dining. Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes sense. Um, now I'm sure that you are working on some great trips right now. So do you put together trips, solo trips with a lot of people, or do you kind of handle, you know, let's say, a single friend of mine wants to go travel, you just kind of take care of her travel or do you do these group trips? Tell me a little about that. Yeah, both and both and all of the above. Um, so I do, I have individual <laughs> clients that come to me to do solo trips. I have, you know, folks that come to me to do group trips. I have folks that come to me to do couple trips, but the real bread and butter and what I'm really passionate about doing right now, um, I call them not solo, solo trips. And this was uh, created actually by my TikTok audience. They really wanted to go solo traveling, but one, they didn't want to go completely alone. They liked the right. idea of an expert being there. Um, and then they didn't want to eat dinner alone. So through lots of conversation with people in my, in my comments, in my audience, we came up with this concept. And so basically what it is, is I lead a trip. It's either a cruise, it's an all-inclusive resort, or it's like an escorted tour that's private just to us. And it's somewhat planned and we have optional dinners that you don't have to go to, but you can if oh. you want. And mm -hmm. we do all kinds of different types of travel. So we've done cruises, we've done all-inclusives. I'm about to leave for one actually. And we um, actually have a really big one with 30 women that are coming to Ireland and Scotland in the fall. Um, and so wow. it really, it varies. So the cruise ones, they can grow and shrink because as many people as can fit on a cruise ship can come. Uh, but the, the tours are capped at 30. Um, but I, I'm just making the most amazing connections with these women. And so that's really like the thing I most look forward to with these trips. I love it. So what is the trip that you're heading out on soon? Um, so I'm going to Cabo for my birthday. Um, oh, at an all-inclusive resort. When is that? August When 5th. is your birthday? 
Oh, and so it's very soon. Very We're recording soon, yes. this then. So yeah, yeah <laughs> when this comes out, it'll be after your birthday, but happy birthday. That's Thank you. what a great, and I love Cabo. Love, love, love. Yeah, <laughs> so, I do too. I've stopped there on a cruise. It's lovely. Yes. So, and, and what do you, what has been your best trip ever? Where do you Ooh. think you just, what was your best? That's a great question. I mean, for me personally, if I'm not with anybody, I'll have to say England because it's, it's again, my passion. And I also am actively trying to live there. So every time oh. I go to England, I like just soak up all the culture and like what's going around. And I, I really, really, really want to live there. But if yeah. I'm going with a group, um, cruises is probably my favorite because there's something for everybody. You're not tied to doing like the same itinerary. And so everyone can get a really different experience that like really suits them. And I've been seeing that a lot of cruise lines now, a, a few of them, I guess, that I've been looking at, um, are all about the experience versus just, you know, travel, seeing everything. What's the difference with that? I, I see that on a ton of them. Azamara, I think is one of them. Uh, several of them have been kind of um, promoting that. Yeah, that, and that's a good example. Azamara, Viking, Oceania, those types are slightly more luxury than your everyday, you know, Carnival, mm -hmm. Royal Caribbean cruise. Um, I, I find I really enjoy, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I find I really enjoy um, Virgin Voyages is great. They were supposed to debut in 2020. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but they're doing a great Lots job. Of stuff was going to date yeah, then, right? Exactly. <laughs> so ahead. they're all brand new ships. Um, the Richard Branson's company. So like Virgin Atlantic, they have that same vibe as Virgin Atlantic planes. They do entertainment very differently than any other type of cruise line. Um, How so, so? You'll, you'll find things like drag shows. You'll oh. find things. Yes. So I mm -hmm. wouldn't find that on any other cruise. Um, you'll find like, um, they call it Scarlet night. It's one night of a sea day on every cruise where everyone brings a splash of red like this. Uh -huh. And there's a big pool party. People jump in the pool with their clothes on. It's like just this big outdoor club vibe. Um, so they are more, and I don't want to call them a party ship because that's not necessarily true. It's just a different type of entertainment. Um, right. And they're great because their food is very elevated and it's all included. Whereas a lot of cruises will have like a couple of free restaurants, but you'll have to pay extra to oh. get into these specialties. But Virgin, it's all included. So it's just a very completely different type of cruise environment. Interesting. And now how is, um, Azamara cruises? Um, I haven't personally been on them, um, but they're, they're like a, an elevated luxury brand. So they're mm -hmm. very small ships. I have been on Viking and it's sort of similar, um, which was great because there's only 900 passengers ish max. So mm -hmm. It's a very small environment. There's about one crew member to every passenger. So you get a different wow. elevated level of service. Everyone remembers you, you know, you'll sit in the same area of the dining room, um, cause there's less options cause it's a smaller ship, but you trade off that, you know, more choices for more service type of thing. It's, it's one a great crew member per passenger. That's amazing. Yeah. That's better than they have in schools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's the bonus yeah. of these luxury ships is yes, it's expensive. And yes, the ships are smaller, but you get um, more attentive service. And you can actually go into different ports because the ships are smaller, so they can fit into these tinier ports that a lot of these, you know, main oh. large ship cruise lines can't fit into. I see. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and now tell me, so packing is always everybody's, you know, nightmare. Um, I had done a ton of traveling and then also a lot of 
just quick little jaunts over to California from Arizona just for work. And so I became pretty good at it. Um, lots of little tips I have. But tell me, what is the like, first of all, what's the number one thing you absolutely do not go without other than like a passport? <laughs> um, and Right, that's important. And and any tips on packing? How have you like, you know, because we do, we either go, we pack too much, we pack mm-hmm. too little, we, what's easier, what's more cumbersome to carry? Yep. What are your thoughts? Yeah. And then here, here's a caveat that I will say before I start speaking is whatever works for you, do it and don't let anybody else convince you otherwise. For some reason, there are people that are diehard carry on only and they will just judge other yeah. people for bringing a checked bag. And I'm like, Whatever works for you works for you. Let's yes. let everyone make their own choices and I whatever agree. they're comfortable with. Like, let's be fine with that. So this is not a hey, only do carry on, only do check. I do check for the record. Just say yeah, I, I can only do <laughs> if I'm doing carry on. It's like for one night, yes, maybe yeah. two. Yeah, but that's going to be tight as it is. <laughs> yeah, if if it's like a, uh, an all inclusive in like Cabo, for example, for three days, I can do I can do a carry on because it's like all bathing right. Sets, you know. Plus um, the other thing too is I well if it's not a cru- or even if you're flying to a cruise, mm-hmm. but just flying like I don't like to lug all my carry on stuff around. Like I want to be free in the airport, and it needs to be a one roller thing or you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So- I'm totally with you. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, the one thing that I take on all of my trips that people don't think of, and it's come in handy for me, is a dental repair kit. And it's these little, basically tubes of cement. They're about, you know, they're, they're really tiny. Yeah. And they're if you lose a crown or you crack a tooth, which guess who cracked a tooth on her way onto a cruise last year? Oh, Literally, my. I was eating breakfast in the hotel, yes. getting oh ready God. to leave. My ride share was outside the hotel. I went, crunch and the whole corner of my tooth came off. And I was like, oh no, I'm about to get on a ship for a week and there's no dentist on board. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) What? And did you have any any cement? I did because I follow this cruise expert uh, named Gary Bembridge on YouTube. He's fantastic. But he said, I always carry this and I would have never carried it. And I was just able to plop the cement up in there. It was fine. Went to the dentist when I got back. And even he was really impressed at how like well it held up. He's like, did you do this yourself? Wow. Oh, my God. That's that's a great tip. Um, yeah, especially like I just recently got a crown done. So like I know. I did too. And you know when they put the temporary like – it came off. Mm-hmm. I did learn a little trick. I don't think it could last me a whole cruise, but which they said, put toothpaste in it and push it down. And it actually stuck for like four days. Yeah. But it's the same thing with cement. The cement. Mm-hmm. cement's probably better. That's yeah. a, oh my goodness. That's a great idea. Would have never thought you'd say that. No, <laughs> nobody ever never, does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pack some. I'm going to like go get some and put it in my standard suitcase that I take everywhere. Yeah. And they're so um, small. It doesn't take up any space at all. Great idea. Okay. Anything else that you're like go to must travel with? Yeah. So I'm actually in the process of switching from packing cubes to vacuum seal bags. So, you know, like you would buy them yes. on, on Amazon or whatever to put like blankets in during the winter. They make a travel version with a little travel pump that you stick into the vacuum seal bag. So you can fit a lot more clothing in there. The only thing you have to watch out for is the weight because it'll still weigh the same regardless of how much space it takes up. But if you're bringing light things or like a fluffy dress that is just going to be big and bulky, you can put it in the vacuum seal bag, suck the air out, and it's, you know, paper thin. And then to come back, do you so you take it with you, the little Mm -hmm. pump thing or no? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's small and travel size. You can just pump the air out. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a packing cube girl. Um, So I've done that. (laughs) 
have because yeah, I hate just getting there and everything is just yeah. like all over the place. Drives yeah. me absolutely nuts. Now, do you when you go into like a hotel or or even or on a cruise, do you unpack everything or do you leave oh, it all? Yeah. Do you live out of the suitcase? Oh no 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 no! I have to unpack everything Ditto. unless I'm doing like a like a you know an escort tour like my one of my uh, Ireland and Scotland trips coming up where it's somewhere different every day. So it's not practical to unpack, but if it's a cruise or non-inclusive, that's the first thing I will do is unpack oh, yeah. completely and put the, su- the suitcase under the bed. It's funny. Cause yeah, my husband doesn't, he just is, well, he'll hang a shirts and stuff, but he kind of loves to live just out of the suitcase. And I'm like, clear the closet <laughs> and the dresser. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. I, that's funny. My daughter's the same too. Somehow she picked that one up. <laughs> that's some, oh, so, Wonderful to hear all of this. I love it. Um, are you finding that there's a better time to travel to Europe versus other times? What other tips can you give people? And where would you say, like, right now, some of the hot spots to go to are that are, you know, easier since or, or off of the whole pandemic stuff, mm-hmm. all that craziness? What would you say are some great places to think about? And when? would you plan them? And when would Europe travel be best? So I I know a lot of people go to Europe in the summer because that's when vacations are. And, you know, folks like teachers only get summer breaks, so totally get it. But if you can at all help it, don't go to Europe in the summer. (laughs) It is one, it's hot. Currently, you know, if you're in Greece right now, there's a really large fire on, on one of the islands. It's People don't have air conditioning in Europe as much as they do here in mm. the United States. And so that's something to think about as well, um, particularly places like Italy. I have a client over there right now, and I was just super worried about her because it's really hot, like so Is hot it? that yeah. they're closing down some of the main tourist attractions. So oh, it's not goodness. just dealing with the heat. You might want to go see something and it's closed completely. I see. Yeah. yeah. So if you can avoid uh, the high summer. season, yeah, which okay. is like late May through early September-ish, basically, anytime kids mm-hmm. are out of school, please avoid it if you can. <laughs> okay. Makes but, sense. That's good. Yeah. And if but, you like – see, I like – so right now, Greece is on my list to yeah. do on my bucket list. I've been to Greece itself, like Athens and other places in Greece, but not the islands. But so – do cruises, I mean, I've seen where cruises will stop at one island. Do they stop at all of them or many of them? Because the ports are small on some of these. Mm-hmm. How, how does that work? Yeah, and they do stop at ports depending on their ship size. So again, we're talking about those those ships like Oceana ships. They can go to a lot more of those like lesser known Greek islands than some of the larger ships can. Uh, Virgin Voyages has a great itinerary um, to Greece. And then if you're not on a cruise and you're just island hopping, you can one take the ferry, but know that it can get really, really bumpy sometimes because those oh. <laughs> ships are kind of those those ferries are kind of small, and especially if you're going towards like September, October, the seas can be quite rough out there. So there's also inter-island flights that you can take that are a lot shorter, and they're not oh. stuck on a ferry. Uh, last year we did um, my host agency did a we call them fam trips to learn about travel in different locations mm-hmm. and they went to Greece and everyone was stuck on one ferry in the car section. So they weren't even above where the air is. And it was just oh. so bumpy. Uh, oh the waves goodness. were so high. People were getting sick. So just something to think about when you're going to Greece, um, particularly in the fall, the summer's a little better, but the fall wow. season, you can run Great into those really advice. rough days. 
Yeah, because I'm like, no, I, I cannot. Yeah, that motion sickness, just give me the barf bag. It's not yeah, gonna happen. exactly. <laughs> no way to avoid it. So um, that's good. That's very good advice. And um, what would you say right now is one of the hotspots to go to? Um, so a couple places. Portugal is really starting to get on people's radar. Um, it's a lot cheaper than a lot of places in Europe, and you get this wonderful experience. If you're looking for a beach, you can go to the south, to the Algarve, the beautiful mm-hmm. beaches in southern Portugal. And if you want, you know, historical culture, go to Lisbon, Porto, places like that. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, if you want to go to Italy, but you're kind of, oh, I've been to these touristy destinations, check out Puglia. It's sort of where the Italians go. Uh, when they go on vacation in Italy, it's a little mm-hmm. bit lesser known. So you're not going to get the Rome, the Venice, the Florence, but you're going to get a more intimate experience. Not to say that's going to be empty by any means, but it's not right. where, you know, hordes and hordes and hordes of people are going to be going. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. Cause I did, I did go to Portugal years ago. I went with my sister and um, loved it there. You're right because you've got, yeah, you've got all the history. You've also got the, it just, it's so much ocean. You know, mm-hmm. you've got all the, the beaches and you also have beautiful, the Douro Valley for the mm-hmm. wine country. So, and now why do you think that's now on people's radar? Just because it's kind of less populated, less busy? That's what I yeah. think. And I think people and less that expensive. have, yeah. And I think people that have kind of been there, done that around Europe, I'm like, oh, well, I haven't really been to Portugal. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of the Douro Valley, there's actually some really great river cruises. So if you're a wine enthusiast, oh, there's um, river cruises that go down the river and you can kind of stop at vineyards on the way. And they they have specialty wine hosted cruises for people that are interested in wine. So that's another really good option in Portugal, too. That's a good. Oh, that's a great idea. Interesting. All right. Well, this has been so helpful. Now, let's jump to the my last kind of con- not concern. Well, concern. Um safety on these trips, especially as a solo woman. Um, no matter how confident we are, we just the reality in the world is we have some fears mm-hmm. about, you know, feeling safe. And uh, so what do you recommend? What have you seen that works best? So the trick with, and this is a very valid concern, and I, I still think about it every time, the trick with traveling to another country is we can't bring the things with us that we would carry with us here in the States. You can't bring pepper spray on a plane. You mm-hmm. can't bring weapons, you know, if you have <laughs> any sort of, like, yeah. knife or whatever. You yeah. can't bring those They're things They're not going to let you. No, no, no gun. So you really, yeah, you're, you're really on your own. Um, so a couple tips. Um, pickpockets are unfortunately a really common thing. Um, so I carry with me, it's called a pack safe bag. It's a pickpocket proof bag. And so it has slash proof straps. So someone, a common tactic is they'll just like slash the strap and kind of take it. So it's, it's anti slash. Um, and then it has not locks, but the zippers kind of pieced together like a puzzle. So it's someone can't just like open the zipper on your bag and like reach in and take your stuff from you. So I always use that. And then I've started, um, wearing these travel clothes called wear W A Y R E. They have zips and pockets like under your armpit or like in your pants or shorts to put your valuables. So you can keep your passport in there. Cause that's a really common thing that pockets will steal. W A Y R E. Okay. Good to know. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Um, And they're made of sustainable, they're sustainable and they're made from uh, recycled sea plastic. From the sea. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so are they, they keep. Are they cute? <laughs> I think they're cute. There, there's some dresses. There's some shorts. There's some shirts. Oh, wow. And so you can okay. kind of mix and match, and you don't have to have all of them. You know, like yeah. if you just want the shirt that has the, the zipper under the armpit, that's yeah. you don't need a or, whole outfit worth of it. No, or like a little safe. sweatshirt that's just exactly. got all. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, speaking of the pickpockets thing, yeah, I, this is forever ago. Like I don't even know now. <laughs> maybe 40 years ago, but, um, 
in France that happened to us. Uh, my whole family was there. But what's what women, what anybody needs to be aware of, not just women, but especially women, is that it's a lot of it is children coming mm-hmm. all around you. And so we as women feel like, oh, nurturing and, you know, oh, look at these. Okay, no, because they're actually what they're doing is they're distracting you and yep. and and stealing from you at the same moment, you know, picking your pockets, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that plays a lot to, to women because men will probably be like, what the hell? Get away from me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, totally. what are all these? But sometimes women are like, are they okay? Are they alone? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, yeah. And so there's, there's also about pregnant it. women that do it too, or that really? are wearing a prosthesis that make it look like they're pregnant. Um, there's a woman on TikTok in Italy right now. She's kind of gone viral. She'll go around and she lives there and she'll yell at people when she sees them pickpocketing. So you kind of get to know what they look like. And like you said, it's children, it's pregnant women. It's very like, Mm-hmm. As women, we would not suspect them of anything because right. we're women. Oh my gosh, it's a pregnant woman. She can't possibly be doing anything yeah. wrong. So yeah. it, you definitely get an eye for the kind of people that will do pickpocketing. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's probably why maybe it is, I mean, that's definitely a plus for finding a group like the ones you lead mm-hmm. or even going on another group thing and being, you know, a solo traveler, but not necessarily fully like on your own each city alone, finding your own place to stay plus where to eat. That can be hard. Um, I get that. Yeah. Cause you have to be so vigilant when you're mm-hmm. traveling that, yeah, it can be, it can be hard to just kind of get into the joy of that wanderlust if you're yeah. being so vigilant and afraid. But I think you've said all the right things. Like if the language isn't a barrier, huge, mm-hmm. huge difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these other ideas, they're fantastic. Cause I, I don't know any of my, you know, single friends who have really done this traveling alone. I love the concept because why should you wait forever until you're in that relationship where travel is going to be your thing and you've been sacrificing it all this time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's not even just that. There's some women that come with me, like you said earlier, they have a partner or or a spouse that that just doesn't want to travel or there's widowed women that come. There's women that have been single for a while and just want to come with me. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of situations in which someone might want to travel solo. You know, maybe their friends just don't want to travel and that's yeah, fine. So right, it's exactly. really it, like it touches all aspects of relationship status, which is what Yeah, that's great. It. And for some, maybe they have the funds, the money to do it, but not all their friends do. And so mm-hmm. this, but that doesn't mean they want to give up on that dream. So fantastic. This has been wonderful to talk to you. So enlightening, really. Um, and kind of, and so exciting to have all these options out there. Tell us a little about um, how people can reach out to you, whether they want to book something, whether they want to pick your brain more about the solo traveling. What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, so I have a couple ways. My website is fearlessfreedomtravel.com, where I also have an intro to solo travel guide that you can download. And then you'll be subscribed to my newsletter where I have more tips and more frequent trip offerings. And then oh, social that's media. Good. Yeah, and then social media is a great way to connect too. I'm really active on Instagram and TikTok, uh, both at Fearless Freedom Travel. At Fearless Freedom Travel. Okay, perfect. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm definitely signing up your newsletter. And I'm sure that as you keep traveling, more tips come up as you go, mm-hmm. right? And you yep. just keep letting us know. That's fantastic. So thank you so much. I, I loved having you here. And thank you for, you know, really finding, I think, a niche that I don't think has really been tapped into. And I think it's it's really needed. I think it's fantastic. It gives women 
a huge world to go to go find. Yeah, it's so. been really fun too because a lot of these groups that sort of exist are more for women in their 20s and 30s and I haven't really found anything that is accessible to women. You know, I have my latest trip coming up. There's a 25-year-old and there's a 68-year-old coming and all wow. ages in between. And so yeah. I love that, that there's something that's accessible for really women of any age. I think you're right. I think there is not for that necessarily. That's great. So, oh my goodness. Well, I would love to hear about your next trip. And so um, for all of you listening today, definitely get on this newsletter and let's let's all chat about maybe one big, you know, chick chat trip. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Let's all right. Well, I agree. So if you are listening, yeah, go ahead and comment. Where do you think we should go? Um, we'd love to hear about it. Thank you so much, Alyssa. Wonderful to have you. Thanks, Karen. It's been great. 